We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Apollo with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. It's a 32-16 victory for the Los Angeles Rams say, over the Arizona Cardinals. Folks, the streak is over. 13 years without a winning season. The Rams are now 9-3. Norm, how you feel about it? Well, I'm really excited that they got the win. Uh, I've been waiting a long time for a winning season, and that's great. But I am a little disappointed in the play of the team today, so... Overall, I'd say I'm happy, but uh, we got some things to work on with two tough games coming up. I'm going to be a little cautious. I know of the duo we have here, I'm the more pessimistic of the two normally. But I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say, you know what, this team is growing. It's going to make mistakes. So I want to focus on that, you know, in terms of my first thought is it's still a 16-point win. You know, over against a team that knows the Rams very well. So, yes, there are issues today. I'll still take the 16-point win. I'll still take seeing the Rams have their first winning season in, well, since I was still in the Navy, since I was in my early 20s, since, oh, geez, good Lord. Still wearing diapers? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. That might have been Steve Rivero, but yeah, not that, us. Yeah, that's but true. Not us. So, hey, you know what? Why don't you take us through the numbers, please? 
Well, it looks like Jared Goff went 21 for 31 for 220 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. On the flip side, Blaine Gabbert went 18 for 32 for 221, a touchdown and two interceptions. Very similar numbers except for the interceptions. Todd Gurley had 19 rushes for 74 yards. Uh, Williams had uh, 97 yards rushing on 16 attempts for Arizona, which most, most of those were gotten in the first half. Leading receiver for the Rams is Todd Gurley with six receptions for 84, Cooper Cup five for 68, Sammy Watkins three for 38 and a touchdown, Derek Carrier one for 14, and Gerald Everett two for seven and a touchdown. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald led the Cardinals with 10 receptions for 98 yards. I'd say half of those yards came in the last uh, series. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, it sure did. Uh, defensive, the Rams had six sacks and the Cardinals had one. Looks like uh, the Rams had 18 first downs. The Cardinals had 19. Third down efficiency, though, the Rams were three for 11 at 27%, where the Cardinals were seven for 15 for 46%. Total net yards for the Rams, 303. Total net yards for the Cardinals, 312. There's not really a story in the numbers. To me, it's more the turnovers and and the timing of when drives were stopped is kind of what tells the game. I don't really think the numbers tell the game. Well, I think they do to a degree. We can, you know, I, we can transition a little bit into the, the bad here. This is what we saw, folks, in terms of the bad. From on my end, again, that the I think the Rams' Achilles' heel right now is the run defense. When teams go right at them, especially at least today on the left hand side of the line, Kerwin Williams. That's right, Kerwin. Frickin' Williams ran all over this team, and that's discouraging. We've seen it all year, feature backs getting big chunks of yards against this Ram defensive line, and I have to wonder if it's possible for the Rams to fix it this year, or they're going to need to go out there and do some fine-tuning in the offseason. It's a concern. It's a concern, especially as we go up against, you know, as we see this team go on play Philadelphia next week. It's Philadelphia week now, folks. The Eagles, well, right now, the probably the best team in the league, at least in the NFC, and they're going to come at the Rams both on the ground and in the air. It's a concern for me, run defense. It's a concern for me as well. It's been a concern all year. And again, Wade Phillips did the adjustments in the second half, and it wasn't as big a deal in the second half as it was in the first. We can't afford to let a team like Philadelphia or even Seattle, which doesn't have much of a running game right now, uh, get out early and get a lot of yards early on the ground. To me, the bad today was more the play calling from from our head coach than anything. You know, we're we're sitting there with a lead. We're deep in Arizona territory. It's you know late in the game, and first and ten, new possession. Goff drops back the pass and gets gets sack fumbled, and fortunately we got the ball back. But you know, then we're second and seventeen, and we just can't. We can't do that against a good team. We can do it against the Cardinals. It worked out okay, and that's the disappointment I had is, you know, this is a team, we beat them 33 to nothing in, in London. We should have beat them 33 to nothing or more today. It's, it's, nice, it's nice in a way that I'm being critical of the Rams putting 32 points up on the board. You know, last year I would have done cartwheels to get 32 points on the board. So it's a di- it's a different kind of upset. It's not a I'm not mad. There were a couple times when I screamed at the screen and just said, "Look, run the freaking football. Hand it to Todd Gurley." And you know, they, at the end of the game they were starting to do that, but it was always the pitch to the outside. Just run the football. 
Let him wear down the defense. Then our play action will work better. We've, we've got the lead. Let's chew it up. And, and I was a little disappointed to see that. But overall, the Rams played sloppy today and still came away with 32 points and a, and a win. So you, you can't really complain about that. But we're getting ready to play some good, tough teams. And we're getting ready. I mean, even the announcers said the Rams are going to make the playoffs this year, which was really surprising to hear. And I just want them to start getting in playoff mode. I want to see them doing what they need to do at the end of games to close them out and and do the right things. And today I was a little disappointed in that. But, you know, you can't be disappointed when your team wins by 16 points on the road against a divisional opponent. So putting it in perspective, I'm happy for the win. I'm happy as hell that we have a winning season for once. And I just want to see them continue to get better, continue to grow, and let us get playoff ready. Well, let me counter you a little bit. If you look at the inactives today, Malcolm Brown is out. Justin Davis is not active. So you really have Tavon Austin back there, and you have Todd Gurley. And part of me just wonders, was Sean McVay a little concerned about running the football, especially with limited help behind Todd Gurley? I'd like to think maybe that's the case. However, you know, if I'm going to devil's advocate myself here, he has fallen in love with the past numerous times this year and, you know, just forgotten the running game. There's a point here, almost the end of the first half, where Gurley only had four carries. And the moment they got him back involved in the game, they made a drive downfield. But then going back to your your play calling, that he gets them there, they waste time to end the second quarter, and they could have possibly had a touchdown out of it instead of a field goal. And so I'm concerned. One of the things that Sean McVay took some hits on in Washington was the Redskin offense in the red zone, and I think we're seeing a lot of those same issues in the red zone for the Rams now. Not finishing drives. And again, just like you said, they scored 32 freaking points, and we're here complaining about play calling. What a difference. It's almost like they scored 32 points on accident. I mean, if they would have really played up to their caliber, it would have been 40-something or, or more even. So it is nice to complain about 32 points. And I'm I'm certainly not trying to, to be a, a Debbie Downer on the Rams because, you know, you know how passionate I am for them, and I know how passionate you are for them. And we've been full of disappointment for so long now. But the expectations have changed this year because they've turned out to be a really good team and a playoff contender and so now I'm getting a little more critical on certain things because I want to just see him clean it up and get ready for these tough games down the stretch. And McVeigh has some learning to do when it comes to play calling when it when it when it counts. Oh, and clock management. Don't forget that. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. That's included in that clock management. We should have got a touchdown there at the end of the first half. We had plenty of time to do it. We had the timeouts because he hadn't blown them this time, which was great. <laughs> and, and then he doesn't use them, and we run out of time and have to kick a field goal. So there was one complaint, and not using Gurley enough. And, and I understand your point, but listen, we've got to get our run game buttoned up and ready to go. And I'm, I'm really disappointed in Tavon Austin. I, 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 we could use Farrell Cooper as a decoy and get rid of Tavon as far as I'm concerned because he really hasn't done a lot this year. And when he does get the football, he's not as dynamic as he has been. So that's a story for another day, but – I just want to see this team start acting like a playoff team. And they, they accidentally scored 32 points today and looked, and looked okay. I, I'd really like to see them 
just button it up and and start looking like a playoff team. Well, wait, wait, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you here. I want to give credit to the Cardinals. The Cardinals came out there and really fought. They got down 16 nothing. They you know they took some punches. They came back in the game. They really went at the Rams defensive line. The defensively, they gave the Rams problems. You know, some credit is due to a team that still has a lot of pride. They're not the same team they were two years ago, but I don't want to sell them short either. And also, you know, we're venting a little bit on McVay, and I'm hoping people aren't turning us off right now because we're venting, but the guy's 31, and he's done a lot more for this franchise right now than any coach has, well, let's just be honest, probably since Dayton Ramil. We could talk about, we can argue Mike Martz, sure, but, you know, I don't want folks to just think, oh, my gosh, the Rams talk guys are just, are, you know, <laughs> coming down hard. And, look, I'll take I'll take Sean McVay with his deficiencies right now over any of those guys. And I'm, I'm confident that as he grows as a head coach, he's going to get better at these things. You know, Bill Belichick, when he took over the Rams, not the Rams, the Browns, when he took over the Browns, you know, he had his down days. He had his problems. He wasn't perfect. He didn't get a playoff season until 1994. He'd already been the head coach since, what, I think 92. And I just see too much of an upside for me to get too down on a guy who I think we can both agree is growing as a head coach. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm extremely excited to have Sean McVay as a head coach. But I'm not analyzing a season or I'm not analyzing his overall performance for the year I'm just analyzing his performance for the game. That's true. Uh, I'm thrilled to have Sean McVay as our head coach, and I really see the possibilities of where this team can go in the future. But you're asking me what I saw wrong with the game, and I'm telling you that play calling and clock management and those things were an issue, and that's okay. But we're getting – we're on the second half of the season. We're on the downhill slope to the playoffs – and now all of a sudden, our team is a playoff contender. And so all I'm saying is is that McVay needs to grow up a little faster and make some changes if we're going to go into the playoffs and actually make it deeper than the first round. That's all I'm saying. I'm thrilled to have McVay as our coach. I'm thrilled with the entire coaching staff that we have. I think we have great players on our team, and I think our team has a great future. So for those fans out there that, that think, I'm being a Debbie Downer on the team. Absolutely not. I'm in love with this Rams team. I'm just analyzing this particular game and what I saw. Oh, and if we're going to analyze everything, we need to throw a couple more things out there, really, in terms of the bad. The penalties on special teams early in the game really hurt the Rams, and that was just this really sad reminder of the old days under Jeff Fisher. I would say 2012, 2016 Rams, just bad penalties and bad moments, and they cleaned it up, and that's to their credit. They cleaned it up, but there was that stretch there where those penalties were killing them, and it, it just really almost sucked the life out of them. Okay, before we move on, we want to talk to you really quick about the Golden Ram Barbershop out there at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California, 92683. The owner, Sal Martinez, opened up the barbershop when the Rams left in 1994, the day they left. He left the lights on gave the Rams an opportunity to come home one day to, to see this beautiful shrine. You go in his barbershop right now, you can see everything, jerseys, pictures, autographs, helmets. You can have a great conversation with them, get a great haircut. Call them, 714-894-7267. Get an appointment, 
Go on in there, use the promo code Rams Talk, we'll get a discount, and talk Rams football with Sal Martinez. Again, the number is 714-894-7267, promo code Rams Talk. Tell him we sent you. He'll do a great job. He did a great job on our guy, John, just the other day. You can even read the article about it. So, there we go. Also, if you want to sponsor us, email us at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. We would gladly do business with you. Um, we love this team. We love to cover it, and we love our sponsors. So thank you for helping us keep the lights on. Okay, Norm, let's talk about the good that we saw today. What did you see? Well, you've been coming down on my boy Cooper Cup for a while, and today he made some great catches and uh, played extremely well. Sammy Watkins is getting in the in the offense a lot more, which is good to see. Goff made one mistake that was pretty bad and got intercepted. And it was a good play by the defensive lineman. But overall, Goff's play was solid. He's making strong decisions. And, you know, we, we came away with a 16-point win on the road, not looking as sharp as we could. So I'll, I'll take all of those and say they're all good, and, and I'm happy to see it, and, and we'll see where we go next week. I want to praise this team's resilience. They got up 16 nothing. Uh Geez, the Cardinals just kind of bit back and bit back and bit back, pulled back within 16-13. And the Rams battened down the hatches. They overcame their mistakes. They fixed a lot of their mistakes. They adjusted, got Todd Gurley in the game. I'm sure we'll talk about him in a minute. And they made plays when they needed to. It wasn't pretty. 32-16 doesn't tell the story of how close this game actually was for a while. And they gutted it out. It was a tough, tough game. So I want to, uh, this team has just got character. And I wonder if all those years of struggles – and all those, you know, all the tough days have built this team's character enough to where they, nothing, nothing bothers them. I'm hoping that's the case because that's what it seems like. We saw it last week. They came off a, a really bad loss in Minnesota, and they came out there and beat the Saints. Pretty much, they own the game from start to finish. They come here today. They get some adversity. They come out, you know, on top. Anyways, I like the character that we're seeing develop with this Rams team. I like the confidence that that they play with. And I think that, in the end, they're just going to keep growing from that. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy to see this team grow. Also, I, the good, our, our special teams guys, Farrell Cooper, He's this guy should be a pro bowler. Someone tell me he shouldn't be a pro bowler. Greg Zerline. Jeez, I, you know, yeah, Johnny Hecker, 70-yard punt. You know, I, I think this is really a great opportunity to highlight the Rams special teams in the Pro Bowl because they should all be there. Well, and they're all leading in voting pretty heavily right now, so all three of them. And they should be. Yeah. <laughs> they really should be. Well, Hecker's 70-yard I mean, I... punt, and then the Rams defense coming in and, and doing what they did the next series, uh, that totally changed the momentum of the game in the second half. It was uh, it was It was incredible to see. And and we really needed it. And Hecker's always come through when we've needed him. So that's that's really good to see. And he he by far is probably the best punter in the league and has been for several years. And very happy to have him on our squad. Yeah, you know, and, and Greg Zerline mentioned this on Twitter earlier. This was a guy who was on the hot seat for a while, and for him to kind of just revamp his career and become the dominant guy we knew he could be from his position. Good for him. I also want to. Th- you know, throw a shout-out to Michael Brockers today. Some of the plays he made today were just amazing. And him in tandem with Aaron Donald, that's really just becoming one of the best in the league. 
And I'm enjoying watching them play. They both had outstanding games today. I want to see Michael Brockers in the Pro Bowl. I think he's earned it. Those are some of the great things I saw from the Rams today. Now, Norm, in terms of talking about the great things, who did you see as the star of the game for the Rams? That's a tough one because I don't really think anybody in particular stood out, you know, in that way. I, I think the overall team effort on offense and defense, uh, I, I really can't answer that question because no one really stands out. I like the play of several different players, but I ultimately think that our defensive line probably would be my choice if I had to pick one. You got Aaron Donald with two sacks. You got uh, the stats say Ethan Westbrooks with two sacks. That can't be right because Robert Quinn had two sacks. Robert Quinn had two. Aaron Donald had two. Matt Longer uh, Matt Longer had one. Right. And so who's got the others? Um, let's check on that. Let's 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 check on that. In the meantime, I want to give you my star of the game. My star of the game to me is easy. I'm not sure. I'm kind of confused as to why you didn't see this. I'm going to go right away with Todd Gurley. The moment the Rams got the ball back in his hands, the game changed, and it changed on a dime. That's it was 16-13. The Rams immediately just put the ball in his hands, back to back to back on the ensuing drive. They moved down the field. They get a field goal. They should have got a touchdown. And from that point forward, it didn't seem as stressful in terms of how this game was going. Todd Gurley stepped up today when very few other people did on the offense that I would have liked to have seen step up. So I'm going to go with Todd Gurley. Over 150 total yards, over 80 yards receiving. I'm happy with that. This offense runs with him. So he's my star of the game. Care, care to rethink your your thoughts now? No, because... <laughs> The the three plays you're talking about, one of them, he went untouched for most of that play, and that's not just to credit him. So I still stick with the fact that I think everyone played solid today, but I really think our defensive line is what solidified it for us if I'm going to pick one. So I'm, I'm not going to agree with you in the fact that I think he was the star of the game. I just think he did extremely well and, and, and had the plays when he needed to have them. But I don't think Todd Gurley had his best game by any means. Well, I don't think he did, you know, in terms of running the ball, but put him in the pass game. He was the catalyst to get this team out of a lot of jams today. Well, let's be honest, though. A couple of those screen pay plays that he got, I could have caught and ran 40 yards. So, Well, listen, look, come on. Let's be honest <laughs> about that. You're not running 40 yards, dude. You're, you're a 300-pound monster. What are you talking about? Well, but that's what I'm good saying. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Some of those plays, Some of those plays were good, but it wasn't. All credit to Todd Gurley is what I'm trying to say. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, do you have a go to the game? Uh, no, I don't. Well, okay. If I give I you do. if I give you one, you're just going to tell me I'm wrong anyway, so why give I, you one? I'm allowed to disagree with you, man. Come on. That's what this well, you're, you're, about. you're allowed to be wrong a lot. That's okay. Oh, I just stop it. Oh, geez. <laughs> hey, um, well, I, I in terms of a go to the game, it's hard for me to name one. There were some, just to me, some scheme issues today and some dumb mistakes today. I don't think anybody played poorly. If I'm going to call it, if I'm going to go ahead and, and go on a limb and say there was a go to the game, I want it to, to call out that front seven and run defense in the second quarter. That's got to stop. That's got to stop. The Rams aren't going to go deep in playoffs unless they figure this out. And so, you know, they solidified it in the second half. But that can't happen. It's like they're almost good for one drive per game when they are going to give up a huge chunk of yardage. 
can't happen. Well, just it can't happen. But is it them or is it the scheme, the scheme and play calling by Wade Phillips? That's I believe in this game, the Arizona offensive line outmuscled the Rams on those two drives in the second quarter. Okay. The push was there. There was not pursuit. They were not shedding blocks. You know, that's what I saw. I saw a just an ineffectiveness in breaking through and owning the trenches. Now, once the Rams got a little bit further in he- uh, further ahead and put the Cardinals in position where they had to pass, that's for the defense to me locked down. I would like to see this Rams team locked down against the run when it's still close. That's what I like to see them do. Well, if I had to give a goat, I would say the special teams with the penalties in the beginning of the game. But, I think it's fair. But uh, other than that, there wasn't anything or any one person or any one unit that stuck out to me as being a goat. So, you know, again, overall, I thought the whole game was good. Uh, I didn't think any of it was great, and I didn't think any of it was real horrible except for maybe the run defense like you were talking about for a while. just wasn't one of those real dominant performances that I expected to see today by a playoff-ready Rams team. I guess that's my overall point. I, mean, I think I can agree with that to a degree. I just still think, you know, it's nine wins. It was, It's still special. And let's take a moment to actually celebrate that. I wish we had the music with us right now, you know, the, the hallelujah, you know, the hallelujah music. Nine and three, <laughs> they break the losing, the, the losing skid here. The last time the Rams won the division, the last time the Rams went over 500 was 2003. That's the year they lost in the, in, uh, the divisional playoff game against the Panthers. For this team to finally break through, I guess I spent some of my emotion last week when they won eight to see them win nine. And how many years have we sat back and said, this is the year they're going to do it. This is the year they're going to do it. This is the year they're going to do it. Well, they've finally done it. They've finally done it. We can finally take that monkey off our backs. We can enjoy being nine and three. It's going to be hard for people to make fun of us, at least this year, for wearing Rams colors. I mean, how many times have I, over the last how many years just been poked at <laughs> because well uh, me me living me living in seahawks country the only thing i've been able to say for years is well we might suck but we beat you a lot <laughs> and and now and now i can actually say hey we're over 500 you know it's it's a total different deal and and i don't want people to take me wrong in this whole podcast i'm i'm thrilled to death that the rams have had a winning season i mean you and i both have wanted this for so long and I'm excited to see the team where they're at, and I really want to see them go to the playoffs, and I want to see them go deeper than just the one game in the playoffs. And, and that's the only reason I'm saying the things I'm saying. Don't take that for a lack of enthusiasm for where they are right now because, you know, again, I, I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I'm proud to wear the Rams colors in Seahawks country or not. doesn't matter to me. And uh, I just look forward to where this team can go. I'm just hoping they can clean up a few things with what we talked about today to get us ready for the playoffs. That's it. Well, earlier in the year, you said that this team, you know, the one thing you liked about them was they get better every game. I think this may be a time when they didn't get better. But what they did do was they fought when they weren't better. They took their their destiny in their own hands, and they pushed through some of the adversity that comes when facing a tough team. And they push through. And that goes back to earlier in the podcast, I'm talking about character. It's It means something. Do you know how many Rams teams we've seen in the last decade that had no character? 
Many. Yeah, no. Many. And, and we're going to need some character too. And and the reason I say that is we don't know what's wrong with Alec Ogletree either. You know, he hurt his elbow. We don't know how bad it is. Is it a is it a one game thing? Is it a you know the rest of the year thing? Is it a couple weeks thing? And he's a important part of our a hugely important part of our defense. And so with uh, with the Eagles coming up and with Seattle coming up and Tennessee and all that, it's going to be very important to have him in our lineup. So I hope he's okay. And I hope he didn't hurt it on that flip that he did in the end zone. No, no, they actually it was on they got online. It was actually a play a little bit later where he came down wrong and they showed him then. That's when he curled over and, and clutched his elbow. I put it on our Twitter page. So it was, um, and somebody else found it. So it was neat that you know tw- I love how the media changes today, where we can actually find things like that. It was a lot, a lot harder in, in years past, but you could find the footage and you could see where he got hurt. So it wasn't on the flip, thank goodness, because it was a fun flip to watch. It kind of sucked to see him hurt himself on something that was fun to watch. Yep. You know, I want to call out the critics of, of Alec Ogletree, too, and sometimes we have ourselves criticize him. But in the ensuing drives there, I think we saw how important Alec Ogletree is to this team. And I think that it's important for us to say, you know what, he deserves his extension. He's the, a leader on that field for this team, and the critics need to back off of him a bit. They really do. We saw today how this team can perform if he's not on the field. He's critical. That that Rams defense, especially that linebacking core, needs him. Absolutely. Well, and tonight's going to be a tough game, too, because we're going to sit here and watch, which is going to give us a great preview for the next two games. We're going to watch the Eagles take on Seattle. And uh, I'm curious to see how this game plays out. I don't want to. I don't want to root for Philly, but I also want to see him beat the Seahawks, give us a two-game lead uh, going into the end of the season. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this game turns out and how how they play against each other because it's going to be kind of a measuring stick for us. Now, I don't think the Seahawks are as good a team as they were when we faced them earlier this year, and I think we're a better team than we were when we faced the Seahawks earlier this year. So. If Philly goes in and totally dominates Seattle, then I, you know, I think we've got something that we're going to have to look out for. But if the Seahawks can play the Eagles tough, then, you know, I think that's a, it's a real good measuring stick for us, and it's a good scouting game for us as well. So I'm curious to see how that turns out. But can't be happier than I am right now to be sitting here talking about the Rams winning nine games, whether they want it sloppy or not. They've got nine wins, and it's been a long time. And we'll take that. We'll take that. One quick thing before we, you know, go ahead and say goodbye for this episode. Alec Ogletree, per Rich Hammond of the Orange County Register, uh, it says that he hyperextended his elbow. It wasn't on the TV flip. He says it's looking up for next week, quote, unquote. That comes from Rich Hammond of the Orange County Register. We'll take that. As we close, Norm, do you have any concerns for this team taking on the Eagles next week? Well, I have a lot of concerns, but I'm not really concerned if they win or lose a game. I just I want this team to continue to grow, continue to move forward to be a playoff team. And that doesn't mean they have to win next week. It just means they have to go out and and do some of the things the right way. First year under a new head coach, nine wins, first time since 2003, a lot of great things. So I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be upset if we don't go up against Philly and, and beat them. But I really want to see them show that they're ready to go to the playoffs. And then if they take on Philly in the playoffs, we can talk then. But 
not really any concerns. Just want to keep want to see this key team keep growing and stay healthy for the rest of the year. I'm in agreement. I'm excited to see this team go up against the team that is probably the best club right now in the NFC, maybe in the entire NFL. That's the Eagles. We have a great guest planned for you. Let's hope the scheduled thing still happens. For Norm Hightower, this is managing our Derek C. Paul for Rams Talk Radio saying, Rams win 32-16. We're out. Adios. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used is directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.